0: leave me a message after the tone. Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh. Hey, we got this guy. So Brandon Hausler looks like he's on your new team for next year. I saw that. And uh, Matt Govero. <laughs> so who is this cat? Anyways, must know him, I guess. So, Dude, are they, are they up for the task for Ecuador? I mean, they're in. They're saying they're in. So We're good, man. Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh. <laughs> So you guys heard the intro to the last podcast, which is actually our sport director who knows our teammate on VeloBrew, Raleigh Weaver, and, you know, didn't know who Matt and I were, and so that message has gotten played a bunch, and it was it set the tone for us of we want to go and do something. Uh, I don't know, it's just kind of a funny thing that we, you know, we are proud of what we've already done in cycling and so it was kind of this was the next stage to do it and i love the guy was just like all right are these guys up for the task and so we said we have to bring it so i'm sure you already know what happened today at stage two if you haven't heard about it well, you will hear about it in a second but if you're new to the podcast this is the evoke bike podcast this is the coffee break away which is now a very appropriate name that matt came up with For the UCI 2.2 trip to Ecuador, 8-day stage race, 750 miles, a lot of climbing, and we're going to be at altitude in three more days. And we came here with the hopes of winning a stage. Yesterday in stage one, our teammate Jean-Michel, aka Juan Michael, (laughs) won, and that was really... Uh, our DS today said, you know, everything else is a cherry on top, which I would agree with. I mean, to to walk away on the team winning, it just felt incredible to be a part of that. And then today, Matt and I both had said, you know, we were going to be super aggressive, try to get an early move. There was a big climb at mile 120, and it's a 140-mile road race with, what was it, like 7,500 feet of climbing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm Brendan Hauser. this is Matt Govero, my teammate, and uh, why don't you set the stage of, like, the beginning of the race? Yeah, so,
1: uh, 10K neutral rollout from the coast, um, just kind of through town and to the main highway, um, and pretty much from the flag drop, it was non-stop, like trying like trying to get a break going and that's pretty it's pretty normal like attacking counterattacking big- pretty
0: normal I, even though I was surprised I mean it was full gas and I remember thinking well wow, there's 140 miles to go <laughs> like it's such a long bike ride let alone oh we're, we're gonna race this yeah like it actually made me a little uh, it's not nerves it, it, a little apprehension of you really have to watch those matches, but continue I remember thinking that, looking down like God, we are gassing this early Yeah, so it was kind of this just
1: slingshot effect and finally um, there was a couple of times that you and I were in a small group that had just a few seconds on the field but the field clearly wasn't happy with the selection going Um, and so I just kind of set up to the front. A couple of the other main teams sort of set up at the front, and you guys gained some pretty significant time, like instantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, after you guys probably had 35 seconds or so, um, two of the best PC, which was one of the, or is one of the most well represented teams and biggest teams here. Um, They have a rider who's won this race the last three editions. Um, Two of their guys jumped to try to bridge across to the group, which would put four total of that team up there of an eight-man squad. And so I just kind of jumped on and sat in and uh, essentially got a a free ride across, Um, did pretty minimal work, and we made contact uh, with you guys about mile twenty, so it was a long dig across, um, and even a few times in some of the crosswinds and whatever, in the roly, like looking down, doing pretty big power on these five foot four, yeah. you know, Ecuadorian guys' wheels going. We're ten or eleven
0: miles into this. Yeah, this is this is a huge step I remember looking down, and it you know, time, look, I keep the one page is just time in zones and looking at your time in a zone for say vo2 max is not necessarily vo2 max work you really need sustained work at that zone but i remember looking down and zone five and six had i think 43 minutes of time and when it's that much time from these two three there was a couple five minute hard efforts all the surge in the beginning I almost (laughs) didn't want to see that number. Like, wow, that is a lot. I think to compare that to something else, I think Gravel Worlds one year had, I have to look back at my blog, some were like over an hour. It was like 70 minutes. It was just because every roller is just gassing it. But um, and it was interesting when we saw you guys, I saw you coming in a group and the best PC guys wanted to wait. And then, so when we joined up, it was what, all 12? It was about 12 of us? Yeah. Yeah. And basically, you guys could see it on Strava. We rolled up the coast, and, you know, we we never really, it's just such a long day, never really was thinking of anything about the finish. We still had a couple climbs in the middle, wasn't sure how teams would ride that. There's a couple stair step sections that... If these guys want to try and drop us on climbs, it's I wasn't sure how hard they would be able to go and then maintain. You know, Raleigh had told us if you get dropped, just keep going. They're not going to be able to handle it on the flats. And the course was super cool. I mean, the pavement here, the tarmac, is either really good or not great. Um, go through some small towns, and there's some big speed bumps. I actually did my first endo ever today. I think my rear tire hit the speed bump and I was definitely rolling on just the front wheel. Which had happened so fast I didn't even have time to be scared. But then I landed and was like, oh wow, that could have been a really bad crash. So, kind of now, you know, you're rolling these, these super small Ecuadorian towns. They seem like really happy and just kind of doing their thing. There's horses walking down the street. It's like... I don't know, it was a very different race vibe at at certain times because it's just such a different place. I mean, um, so anyways, to the race, we then at mile, was it mile 50 that it split? Yeah. Yeah, so we're in this group of 12, and we were actually rolling decently well for 12 people, but thinking, you know, somebody's going to get tired, someone's not going to pull. Then the group gets like, upset at each other and uh sorry there's gonna be tons of background noise now um two guys get off the front and i actually said to matt like just let them go don't worry about them let these other teams like jerk around and they weren't two super strong guys like they weren't from the best teams they were gone pretty quickly and probably 10 miles later i said like man i might have made a mistake there um in letting them go. And at one point we got split, the group split um about five and five riders. And what did Gus came back to talk to you? And what was like what was the vibe in your group at this point? Yeah.
1: So when it split, essentially everybody in the group on my side they had representation in the five guys up the road and they were 100% game to just sit up and wait for the group mm-hmm. like nobody wanted to work nobody wanted to do anything which obviously I didn't want to just tow them all back to you guys mm-hmm. uh, that makes no sense either but I'm also thinking you know we're 60 miles into the race I'm like putting in a lot of work I'm in no man's land. You know, do I have the card to maybe do something? Mm-hmm. And so Gus dropped back to our group, and he pretty much straight up, he's like, "Look, Brendan and these guys are a minute and a half up the road. If you have, if you want any chance of anything, being up there to help them, so y'all can at least try to get to the big climb with them, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna have to launch something." And so pretty much. Uh, soon after that I took a feed and a bottle and the other guys in the group did the same with their team cars and then the neutral service and so I finally used that as an opportunity to get off the front I wasn't driving the pace but they pretty much were just there was no way I was getting behind them so I just used that as an opportunity to get behind those guys and gave it probably two minutes I mean, we were literally rolling 18 miles an hour. Like it was mm-hmm. painful. I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there.
0: You just got to hit the brakes at that point. Yeah. Like it for, literally force them. I mean, that's. It, it's going to happen more and more to you as you continue to win races. It's uh, people are going to want you to do the work, and you just can't. I mean, it's like sorry. Yeah. And it was then. So Matt. So Gus tells me Matt's coming across. So I sit on the group that I'm with and they surprisingly weren't too upset. There, were, there was one movie star guy who was not liking that. So then I was like, actually, this makes, instead of letting them just pull, I'll pull through, but then pull through really slow and like look tired. So I actually was able to like slow it down a little bit and it, then it took stress off me because now I'm not the guy who's not pulling. I'm the guy who's pulling slowly and they're just like, dude, get out of the way. We're gonna pull fast you. So that's, that was actually, I've, I've never really thought about it that way. So that was a good little like personal uh, pearl that I was able to take from that scenario. Then Matt rolls up and like, yo, what's up? How are you doing? I'm like, good. So we're riding and we go through over this one first climb. And it was a definitely punchy to the point where, you know, neither of us are super like brap, brap going hard over and over again. More diesels, which is why our team goal was to get us into a break today because we could just drive for a really long time. Um, so we're covering a bunch of moves. Nothing gets away on the climb, which is good. And then finally, as we're going through like what we've all called like the jungle area, the two guys from Best PC, which is the one continental team here, they start to just like drive the pace themselves and we're in a group of six seven like s- small group yeah they were happy to ride so we let them ride and then you know t- around mile e- when did that guy's bike start messing up like mile 80 maybe yeah I remember at mile 70 halfway point it started getting really hot and I was like oh gosh this could make for a really really long day so I don't the sun just came out it had been behind the clouds a little bit. Um, I don't think the Garmin red super hot, but I remember just thinking mucho calor. It was like much, much heat or much something. It's like it's hot. And it was just like steamy. Yeah. Um, high humidity, it felt like. And it was really, I was just crushing bottles. And legs felt good. I think the magnesium, maybe in the lactigo, or just staying on top of the hydration. Never felt crampy today. I've, my lower back was like a little off and I, I don't know if it's just from the plane or, I, I don't know. But it actually got better as the day went on, which just kind of weird. And so then, this guy's bike is getting messed up. He's not dropping his chain, but it was like skipping gears and stuff. Yeah. And so, I didn't want us to attack while he's his bike's all messed up. So we kind of wait. There's still two guys up the road. We wait again. And then it happens the third time, I'm like, I look at Matt, I'm like, yo, dude, next time we can get away, just get away, like, forget this guy. And Matt rides over a climb, and just is, like, riding, and I'm behind him, and I pull off to the left, and he looks back, and just, like, keeps riding, and the other guys sit up, and I'm like, this is interesting, and so we start going really slow. What What did you think when you, like, looked back?
1: Well, yeah, so we're kind of peeking. Up
0: at that climb it's
1: what mile 90 yeah um, and I look back and I see you on the front and I'm just like okay I'm just going to put some pressure I knew there was a downhill mm-hmm. um, just put a little bit of little bit of pressure like obviously we go downhill yeah you pretty
0: didn't pretty like push. sprint away you yeah, were just yeah. riding
1: um, and so I just kind of accelerated and I got out of sight really fast yeah and it was when I look back around a couple of switchbacks and didn't see you guys i was like all right if i'm out of sight like i've just got to throttle it because if the road does open up obviously i don't know the terrain and that's what happened is the the road opened up to a point where i could see really far mm-hmm. and i was like if they get to a point where they can see really far and they can't see me they're they're just not even gonna do it
0: it was we went over to so you left we went down the downhill we go up the next little climb, and I think it was the same thing—like down and up again. And it was at that top of that up, it was just a wide open road, no sight of you. And I was just thinking, "Please don't could- be in the bushes." Or the <laughs> I definitely, I definitely did not think that. I was more—I could feel almost that they were like, "Man, we just screwed this up." Because now I don't have to do anything. I'm gonna sit on. You know, the one guy, they, the one best PC guy looked kind of tired, and just, I think he was maybe feigning, because he rode pretty strong towards the end of the race also, but it was, I thought, okay, you know, this is crazy, if he can stay away, he's definitely going to get at least third, um, it all depends on how the other two guys are feeling, and I didn't think they were that strong, so I was a little worried of, if, okay, if we get caught, and then everybody's racing, like, we still have 50 miles to go. Um. So that's at mile 90, and then really we had to climb 30 miles later at mile 120. What was your thought from getting away to the climb?
1: Yeah. So when I got out of sight of you guys, I caught the guy. The two leaders split, and so when I got out of sight and Gus got to me when I was in between, yeah, uh, catching he told me that there was a minute to the guy up ahead, and he told me they had split. And so by the time that I got to the second place guy um, and got to him, I just said, "Cuantos minutos?
0: (laughs) Matt's learning a lot of Spanish this week. If you can't tell. Um, Mississippi Spanish.
1: (laughs) And he he also tells me one minute. Um, And I don't think that it was that far because... I started driving pretty good, just trying to keep that tempo. And mm-hmm. we saw him quit and closed it down. And I don't know if the leader just sat up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but there was some pretty good crosswinds in that section. Okay, and so I'm assuming that he was struggling in those to you know keep any distance. Um, so we were essentially all together.
0: At mile? About
1: 100. Okay. Uh, it might have been like 97 or 98. Yeah. Um, and once we all got together, the guy that had been leading was super motivated to like work and rotate, like mm-hmm. to keep space, keep distance on the field. Um, the one guy that had dropped, you know, he was skipping pools, trying to, you know, trying to get out of any work that he could. And actually the, the other Ecuadorian guy in the group started being pretty harsh with him, mm. you know, telling him, hey dude, you need to work, calling them names. Yeah. Um, and so he did start to rotate, and, and we worked pretty cohesively. And all I'm thinking is do as little work as possible, I've made it to the front, save everything for the climb. Because in my mind, I'm thinking it's a pretty small champ, so I make it over the climb with him. Mm. I have no plan to attack. I was like, I'm just going to try everything I can to stay with these guys on the climb. Maybe I can catch them on the descent. Yeah. There is some separation. And I'm overall, my legs feel good. You know, I know I'm not on a terrible day because the bridge like, feels like 40 groups at this point. Yeah. Um, basically. And so we get to the climb. And I don't know that I've told you this previously, but one of the guys kept saying, uh, I'll take the KOM jersey, and he'll let me take the stage. Like, trying to, like, convince yeah. me to, you know, yeah. to just do extra work, and he'll let me win the stage. Yeah. At least that was my interpretation of it. Right. Um, you know, my Mississippi Spanish is a little... A little rusty. <laughs> so, anyways, we we get to the climb, and we all rotate maybe once. And I get back to the front and I just kinda roll on it just a little bit. Like, I feel okay, um, it's not really, really steep. I roll on it just a little bit, and I'm like instantly, like I'm riding away. Yeah. I, I keep looking back, keep looking back, and I roll on a little more, and I mean, I just, all right. the separation's happening, and that was all the fire that I needed. I was like, okay, if I can just ride steady, not but you know, really surgy, whatever, and get to the top alone, um, I knew that I had a pretty good chance to, yeah. to get
0: over it. And so it's so amazing on races this long, like 120 miles in, that's usually the end of the endurance day. So when people might hear, well, how did these guys just like fall off? It's like, dude, you just roasted. I mean, it's just a long, long day. For sure. And we, so, and then we got caught around mile a hundred maybe I want to say maybe a little bit Yeah, probably around mile a hundred I can't remember exactly rest of the team was there Um, there's probably about 40 guys left and we started rolling pretty quickly even as fast as they went with the climb ahead with the lead that you had I was thinking no way can they can we catch you I think we got down to four and a half minutes. Um, and then we hit the climb. That split into two groups. We, we got probably three quarters of the way up. Uh, you took that kind of like sweeping right and where you could see the the top like way far away. It was yeah. like a really long false flat. You would go through the KOM, but then there was still probably another. Seven minutes that of climbing.
1: Was, I, that was super deceptive. I got through the KOM because people kept yelling on the side, oh, on the side of the road. They're like, "One K to the top, one K to the top," and I'm just like, "Just ride within yourself." You know, yeah. Gus is keeps pulling up beside, and he's like, "Dude, nobody's in sight." You know, just keep doing what you're doing, basically. Yeah. And I, he, you could almost see shock in his face when he like, saw that. Or yeah, when yeah. I, I, you know, so. Anyways, I'm thinking, okay, just 1K to the top. And I go over it, and
0: it was at least 2K oh. more of, like, rolling uphill. Well, because Jean-Michel, I was trying to lead him, stay in the front. The wind was coming from the left, so I'm on his left blocking him. He still had, obviously, the yellow jersey. And so he's like, dude, only 1K to the top. or one, Yeah, 1K to go. And so we turned that corner, and I was, I was pretty gassed. And... I was either going to try and, like, just... We were probably only seven wheels back. I was like, well, I'm just going to take a massive dig if people take off and he can just go chase with them. And we, like, turned that corner, and I was like, oh, there's the KOM line, and that's definitely now the top. And right as I was thinking that, like, seven guys took off, and I tried as hard as I could, and I was... There was his group. I think he said it was about 20 guys. Then there was a group of probably that I was just dangling on. I'm like, oh my God, dude, I've got to get onto this group. And I look back and it is a huge gap to the remaining people. So I get in no man's land, but luckily UCI race, there's a huge caravan, get to the top, ride through all the cars, get on that group. Maybe it was more than 10. I don't know. Maybe we had like a dozen guys. They were hauling butt though. I just sat on the back I think they knew that either... I was like, no one actually ever saying to me, which I thought was odd. They were pulling full gas trying to catch this group ahead of us and they ended up shorting the stage to 137 miles so we had 17 miles to go. you said you averaged like 30 yeah i averaged Dude,
1: over 30 from the top of the climb tailwind downhill to, yeah, the tail cross um and i was like we talked about in one of the our first race meetings about like not shaving the road like to cut off like four or five inches here or there I was cutting off every inch of the road oh That's yeah why right. like, dude yeah yeah
0: did they say that don't cut off the road
1: no in the conversation we had with Gus he was like if you get dropped in the mountains like right oh right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like,
0: we'll see like how the mountains are don't. coming we'll have that'll be a podcast itself but yes yeah, so we gassed it um and same thing first day yesterday when we came across the line We're like dude did he win and they're like Oh yeah, John Michel came in first. They're gonna give me coke. I was like, "Did he win?" And he, and he looked at me. and I was like, "Matt, what plays Like first. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like just. I mean, I just asked Matt. I'm like, "Has it hit you yet?" And he's like, "I mean, what was? Has it hit you yet?" You tell the people. Yeah, I don't think that it has. I, I was
1: really emotional, uh, riding in. Just lots of lots of thoughts. What
0: are you thinking about? <sighs>
1: Mainly that I'm about to cross the finish line, and my wife's not there because she's been there for pretty much every race that I've ever done. yeah, like the first person I get to embrace. but once I crossed the line and like had a second to to get my thoughts together, all I could think of is like, please team, get across the line." I was like I need somebody that I know that speaks English <laughs> that I can embrace. And when you came across the line, you like, Looped out, it was like a 180 degree quick turn after the thing after the uh finish line, and you yelled out, Yo, Matt! <laughs> and like we made out, and you busted over there, and I just burst into tears. Ah, uh, dude, and, yeah,
0: it was but um, I eyes getting watery right now. It was a crazy moment. It's just like, phew. I mean, this is the journey of life, right? Not to be overly deep, but it, it starts with. Yo, you want to go do this race in Ecuador? (laughs) So okay, so the first four stages we might be able to do some. Like it was gonna be this crazy climbing. The last four stages, but I think we should go do this. Um, Yeah, it's just UCI win. It's pretty amazing. I don't know. There's really uh, right now. There's not more that I can say beyond that. It's. you know matt's gotten hundreds of messages and our other teammates have called him and raleigh who had from the gun been like you guys could win a stage here you just got to race smart and really that was one that we were gunning for so it feels cool that it came to fruition and we're just getting greedy and talking about how we can get another one uh you know, the team's been riding so well together, and I think even though tomorrow is pretty lumpy with a – it's not a long climb, but we kind of climb up. It almost looks like a mesa, like a table. Uh, their style of racing is different here. It's not so much strategy as strength, and I think a couple factors will definitely – be a big decider of how they climb is very gassy like they punch it and then they chill and they punch it and then they chill and then they punch it and the problem is when there's 20 guys doing that to each other and we're just trying to hang on if the climb is long enough only we have maybe 3 or 4 guys that could stick with that I think um I think the bigger guys would have a harder time if it's long so that's one thing. But then on the other side, they don't really ride well on the flats. And that's obviously something that we do really well. So we could always claw our way back. We're not at altitude tomorrow. And then on, on stage four, it's a, the weirdest profile you'll ever see. It looks like a slow ramp upwards. We're just... I almost wonder if it's the foothills almost. Like a really yeah. long... It's like a transfer stage basically. Yeah. You're riding towards the mountains and then we're going to go to between eight and 12,000 feet, which I, I don't want to say if we had if we didn't win again, I'd be happy going home now because there's still six more days of racing and so we're super hungry, but I think I know from having raced a while, if that's what happens and we look back and we're like, okay, well, damn we won two stages. I don't think anybody thought we were going to win a stage. So... I don't know. What else What else are you thinking about? Just Oh, let's talk about one people, thing people always ask, food. What was the food last night, this morning, on the bike? What's been the theme?
1: Yeah, uh, carbs. So many
0: carbs. <laughs> um, Have you been able to delicately select your carbs as exactly as you would want?
1: Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I, I, that's almost... I don't know, there's almost been like a freedom in it of just going it's, like... It's been weird. Yeah, like, look, I, I just need calories, I need carbs in my body, and it's like experimenting with new and... I mean, as safe as I can get with, like, how your body's going to respond to those, I don't know what they put in their bread or
0: their... You right. Know, um, but... A lot of sugar. I would say way more sugar that this is more my old carb diet. Like, I wouldn't say I'm eating cookies, but I man, last night I was Your eating skin desserts. Is <laughs> Thank you. I don't feel like I'm, I'm actually pretty tired, are <laughs> Um No, I think it's you know, well. So then tell what about? I mean, breakfast was even. Dinner last yeah. night came late. That was normal. Pasta, right? Yeah,
1: was pasta, bread. We literally bought a loaf of bread, and we're like dumping salt on bread and folding yeah. it up and just eating it waiting for our food actually
0: and then we went to the bakery yeah you didn't eat a cookie last night did you I
1: didn't um but then for breakfast I had a plate of rice and then literally just a ton of different bread and jam yeah uh some some type of jam that they and had. on the bike you oh, did yeah.
0: gels bars
1: uh it's a couple of bars um Probably... 14 gills. Wow. 12, 14 gills. And then three packets of
0: like Welch's fruit snacks. Mm -hmm. And then... Plug. (laughs) Welch's, we want free snacks. (laughs)
1: Uh, And then I had four bottles with mix in them. I had two original ones on the bike. And out of all the bottles I took, which was... I think I had eight bottles, Yeah, nine bottles. believe it. Um, I had four total bottles of mix. Everything else was water. I was squirting myself down with water a yeah. ton.
0: Did you squirt me? I did. Oh, man, but, that freaked me
1: out, dude. Dude, I, I squirted you. You like, look back so concerned. and I
0: jumped. I until like, this what?
1: moment, I didn't realize that you might not have realized actually what happened in that moment. It
0: was very cold, actually. I was really? like, well, that person doesn't... I thought it was you. I don't even remember where we were on the course, but I remember I was... It
1: was after I bridged up. It was mile 70 or
0: 80. No, no, no. Yeah, I was there, but I don't remember, like... I remember climbing, and I was thinking about something about the rider in front of me. Like, I don't want to be like, I was doing some analysis about this guy. I was thinking of something, and all of a sudden, it was just, like, cold on my back. And I was like, what? And then, But then I was... I never really looked back to talk to you about it. it was, <laughs> just something was going on. I was trying to figure something out, yeah. and I forgot, totally forgot about that until now. But yeah, I think I when it got hot, I don't want to say I don't like to say I was oh, I was crushing bottles because I think some people then start drinking too much too fast. I was just drinking more frequently. I was like, gotta stay on all these fluids, okay. get mixed if you get a bottle it's only water go back to the car again and ask for mix find the sodium and stay on the sugars and yeah I mean felt great for for legs wise felt great all day I would love if I you know we went to the store tonight just now it's about 9 it's almost 10 Uh, got some apples and some less sugary granola I don't love eating sugar anymore processed stuff But when you're... Back back to the survival mode. Survival mode. Yeah. What am I going to do? It's better to have dirty carbs than not the carbs. And I don't want to show up feeling weak. And it's just... Tomorrow's going to be a huge day. So I ate a cookie. Might drink a little bit of honey. We And that's the thing. Try and find natural things like that. Honey. We didn't find dates. I've been eating so many raisins. But the other good thing about raisins is not to be gross about it. I mean, it makes you poop in the morning. It does. So that's huge. you got to get that. The body is going to want to shut down in a couple of days, and we're still going to have a lot of racing left. So.
1: And with so much carbs and sugar just to, like, push that through your gut. Oh, my like, gosh. It, it's no worse than just
0: getting that heavy, like, literal heavy feeling on the bike. What's the uh, sign-off for the people? What would you... What would you share about today that could be helpful to someone else? doesn't it have to be a stage race, maybe a long race, or that you learned today, or that motivated you today. What's just something... Something. Uh, what did you, you learn today?
1: One, race like you belong Definitely. here. Uh, it's easy to, like, cat up or move up or, you know, race at the next stage or the next level and like have all these weird doubts i mean the weeks leading up you play a million scenarios in your head Mm -hmm. but today especially like being up in the front group feeling strong Mm -hmm. uh it's like i belong here so i'm gonna ride like i belong
0: here yeah so that's huge that's really huge that's actually shout out to brian cardone he's the first person that instilled that in me when i was i think i've told this story like 50 times it's such a real one before bat and kill in twenty eleven i want to say when i came in third behind brett tivers and jesse anthony and i was so nervous on the start line it was one of the big big races that i had done and he was like yo b y'all put your shorts on the same way you've done the training just go race and it humanized everybody it was just man okay Brian believes me. All right, I'm just going to go race. And had I been so worried about all these other amazing cyclists there, you miss the moves. You outthink yourself of the moves. You don't roll the dice at the right times because you're too paranoid and caught up in what everybody else, how good everybody else is doing. So, yeah, man. I mean, what a day. I hope we get to do another uh, winning podcast. And... Any last words?
1: Let's make us through stage three. I have high hopes for uh, stage four.
0: Stage four. I think stage... I'm curious about stage four. It, uh, is it two vanilla? Is going to stay together? Maybe it won't. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll be back and let you know what we find out. Have a great night. See ya.